You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Probably was really good for me. You know, I made it a positive situation, and I think it turned out for the better. I realize that every family got their ups and downs, but love conquers all. So, uh, I'm family has just always been very important to me. It's good. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined as always. By the June to my bug, the smoking Cuban editor, Isaac Harris. What you got for me? Why did you say June bug? Because what we're going to talk about first today is Dennis Smith Jr. just dropped a video with Under Armour. They're, they're calling it Under Armour Cuts, where they're do, they're, guys are getting haircuts and they ask him questions. And the first thing he says is, my aunt called me June bug. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Dude, Under Armour has been posting some cool stuff. They posted, I think it was them. It was them or Ball's Life posted like a, a four-year-old picture of him. Yeah, that was, was Ball's Life. Well, it, was, it was with both. Ball's Life like picked it up and showed it. But, yeah, it was – if you didn't see that, it was Dennis Smith Jr. The first time he, you know, he dunked was 10 years old. <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> true or not. I, I bet that was a nine-foot rim, but – it's like 11 years old and it's a windmill. Yeah, the first one in the game. So talk about. let's talk about some of those quotes in that video. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but... I haven't seen it, no. One of the quotes that he says in there is, I prefer the NBA game over college. There's more spacing. They can't really double-team you like that. It's an adjustment, but I like the NBA game. And this whole video, you, you don't get to hear the questions. You just get to hear his answers. Mm. Um, I do like that. I mean, I love college basketball. Don't get me wrong. How? Uh, but I prefer it to NBA. I mean, I prefer NBA to that any day of the week. It's kind of like the Bomba effect, too, to where some people are looking at Bomba right now and saying, he's so raw, he shouldn't be a top five pick, he shouldn't all this stuff. But the dude has, like, no spacing around him. It's kind of like, yeah. it's. Kinda, I mean, I mean, you're putting a dude like that, and his his frame reminds me of Nerland's. It's kind of scary with that. But the dude has a 7 He's ar- He's already thicker than him, though, like a lot thicker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But with somebody like that, you just gotta surround him with with some guys that can. I mean, he's like a a longer, bigger Capella. You know, surrounding with four guys that can hit a three, and he's gonna he's gonna dominate. So in due time. But anyway, yeah, I agree with Dennis. That's in college ball. You there's not as much spacing as the NBA. <laughs> that's you hear players talk about that when they come to the league a lot. Yeah, and he he's loving the spacing, especially a couple of drives he had tonight where Wes Matthews is just wide open. Wes Matthews, I mean, he will knock down a wide open three fifty percent of the time. That guy, that guy is not going to miss a wide open, you know, with six or more feet of space threes. And he had a couple of those tonight against the the San Antonio Spurs. Another note from this uh, this video, and I tweeted it out earlier today. After the ACL tear, I was down a day and a half. And what he meant by that, and he clarified that he was literally just down and out, just didn't do anything, didn't leave the house. He was just devastated. And then he talked about how his, you know, it was such mental toughness that he learned from that injury. And I thought that, that was really good. And that's where, you know, so, sometimes we, 
when we, we talk about mental toughness, we're like, oh, a guy's not tough, you know, guy's soft, all this stuff. Like, mental toughness can come from anything. And this injury was something that seems like it really, really helped him. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, injuries like that, it takes a toll. I mean, I not to get, like, super serious with this, but at a previous job that I, I worked at with a, a sporting goods company, um, I knew – I didn't know this guy personally, but it was kind of like a friend of a friend – he had tore his ACL, and he was a, a a retail head manager, and he ended up taking his life um, because of the recovery and because he was so um, distraught. He was a big sports guy and just grew up everything, and it just the whole ACL process just wrecked his life. And Man. it was it, that's all that story has always stuck with me of just how the mental side to recoveries from everything from medications you're taking to just how it changes your whole life and it's it's a whole different ball game it's i mean i you hear some people say the mental side's harder than the physical side yeah so. and that's why we see a lot of these guys these guys at the top of the draft that are busts they're busts because of the mental side they can't keep up with it they have all the you know the physical traits they have the skills they have all that stuff but they just can't stick because you know the mental side just catches up with them yeah, I mean, it's something we, we don't really think about a lot. And, uh, and I mean, Nerlens has went through, gosh, he's went through a couple of different things now. I mean, even when you look at Embiid, I mean, how... how Does it, anything phase that guy? <laughs> I know, but it's like you think about it and you're like, how much, especially if you're a high draft pick and you come out and you miss so much time. And, you, I mean, you see right now with Derrick Rose. I mean, what? Yeah. They said Derrick Rose is taking time away because of the injuries. And the decline we've seen in Derrick Rose has just been, I mean, insane when you think about it. And it's kind of like there's a part of fans that some fans are out there saying, ah, oh, he's a millionaire who gives a crap. Well, yeah, right. I mean, we that's something that we've talked about on the pod before of just being able to see the personal <laughs> side of players. Being and, millionaires, you know, we would we would understand. No, no, it's just like we, you know, just getting to know some of the players and seeing them and stuff. It's it's brought a whole human side to it, and just like it, I know it's a different rabbit hole, but it's just like like you know Dirk and losing and stuff, and these fans yeah. right now that's rooting against you know wanting saying hey we love Dirk, but hey we're rooting for him to lose. I'm like dang bro, if you if you if you'd see see his face after every game and you see just small glimpses of some stuff and like practice and recovery stuff you hear about of the stuff that he goes through just to play this game. And yet you're sitting there saying, man, I hope you lose. I hope you lose, but we love you. I hope you lose. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it, it, it's stuff like that. And I'm like, I guarantee you, you wouldn't be telling him to his face. Uh, I hope you lose. But anyway, yeah, it's the mental side of, uh, of the game is, a completely different thing, no matter how much money you, you make. The last thing that we're going to talk about with this Dennis Smith Jr. Under Armour Cuts video that I posted on Twitter, you can also find on their YouTube channel, is what we started the pod with, the, the quote that I threw out there, the, the clip that played before you guys heard us. Everybody has their ups and downs, but love conquers all. Talking about his family, and when he was down, when he was down at that ACL tear, he was finally able to spend some time with his family. He said, after you know, just playing basketball all the time, I was finally able to be spend time with my family, and that made me mentally strong. You know, love conquering all. And I saw that was a great quote by him. Dennis Lowkey brings out some good quotes, and yeah, you know, I was Dennis Lowkey is more mature than I am. He is, man. <laughs> like, and it, gosh. It's funny because so I took I took an Uber ride 
That was thirty-seven dollars. Uh, I took Uber from the, from the airport, airport to my house uh, because all of my 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 buddies and my wife and stuff was gone and stuff. Um, but anyway, I was riding on the way over, and of course, I'm in the front seat with this random guy, and he's asking me, "Hey, what are you front seat Uber guy?" Oh yeah, I'm, I'm always I'm always a back seat guy. Are you a t- are you a are you, are you a talker though? Nope. Oh no. If they I talk to me, to- I'll talk back, but I'm not a no, dude. I'm getting to know their life, and I'm getting to know everything about them. And uh, most of my drives are like not that long though, so it's not like I'm gonna. Oh yeah, this is 45 minutes. So, um, but no, me and the dude was talking about Mavericks. You know, got brought up that I was like, oh yeah, I write about the Mavs, all this stuff. And he asked me about, you know, what about this kid, man? This kid can really jump. And uh, you're like, yeah, Dwight Powell, like, he's really good. <laughs> no, <laughs> and uh, so, but you know, one of the first things I always tell people, I'm like, man, he he has such a good head on his shoulders. You know, yeah. I'm like, he just turned 20 the other day, and he's just so he's so chill, just the way he approaches the game. He seems like you know, we don't know him on a, on a personal personal level, but he seems like he has a good like crew around him, very family guy. It's you know, just all that stuff, and you just can't you can't really beat that. When you see some of these, you know, some other players or some other, you know, throw lifestyles come into the shade. league, throw some shade. I'm not throwing shade, but I'm about to. You just, <laughs> um, but you know, not like if he came in, and he had the Chandler Parsons lifestyle at 19. Oh, that's who I was gonna call out. Oh, uh, like you, you would, you know, Chandler Parsons is a little older now, but I'm saying like if he had that lifestyle like right now, it would just be a, you know a little different to just babysit and a handle and figure out and all that stuff yeah no exactly I, just, I thought it was a really good quote by him and that's a really really good video go check it out uh there's a lot of obviously you heard it in that clip that i played there's a lot of scissor noises which i thought was like i don't want to hear that in an interview but <laughs> it was a cool setup so the next thing we're going to talk about today david fisdale getting the axe take that for data not gonna rook us well david fisdale got rooked by his team, whole bunch of players responded on social media about this. One of the players that responded about this is Steven Jackson, who is known for saying guy, ri- ridiculous things. And for some reason, he insinuated that Chandler Parsons had something to do with this. And so Chandler Parsons. No, he didn't. So Chandler Parsons responded on Instagram. Chandler Parsons said this. It's wild to me that someone who has been in my shoes knows how hard it is to get here and knows how bad injuries suck to hate so hard. You mad I can provide for my family? I don't love the game because I had three knee surgeries? You make no sense and sound bitter. NBA is a brotherhood. Stop hating. And so Steven Jackson responded to him, You not my brother. Sorry, all basketball players ain't cool. Facts. I've been better than you and still is. The fact is it sucks to see guys make coaches look so bad because they don't want to give 110%. I love the game. Always have. We didn't take the same path. We are completely different. It's not a brotherhood like you think as much as I've been hated because I speak facts. Anybody would want me over you as a teammate. I hate to see where the game is headed. I'm from Port Arthur, Texas. You wouldn't know the path I took. This is not a beef. This is a second Instagram post. This is not a beef. I have a passion for the game and I love this game. I hate to see it not appreciated. I hate to see a good coach get fired because he cares more than the players. Facts. All basketball players ain't cool. I can count my real NBA brothers on my hands. Facts. Not a yes man. Hashtag GBG. I don't know what that means. It ain't just him. It had... (laughs) 
hate a lot that, that don't care. Respect it or check it. Love to all. Get healthy, though. At Chandler Parsons. Get healthy, though. Okay. Get healthy, though. Oh, my gosh. So much there. Since he has any clue about... I'm not... I mean... It's weird that I'm going to take up for Chandler Parsons. but I know, right? I didn't think I was going to be on Chandler Parsons' side in all this. I hate when washed-up athletes who like think that they were better than you see him in the big three? Were. Oh, come on. <laughs> Dude's trash. Like, Calling out even. Dirk Nowitzki still. He still thinks he's like decent. Like, okay, you're like begging and crying to get back on like, the Warriors like, practice team. He is. He seriously is. To stop. You're just looking for a mic. So but this David Fisdale thing, do you think it had anything to do with guys like Chandler Parsons not, you know, giving hundred percent or what do you think it had? No, I mean, it's clearly something in the front office. I mean, you've seen Lionel Hollins get fired uh, with this because of his relationship. You've seen uh, Dave Yeager get fired because of his relationship. Yeah, with right. The, like three know, good coaches in a row management. Now this has to be the same thing because I mean, come on. I mean, it, it makes it makes no sense for basketball reasons. Mike Conley out, just everything. I mean, the only thing you can point at is the Marc Gasol relationship, and that's what everyone is pointing at right now. But you, there has to be more. There has to be something. It has to be some type of a Mark Jackson, Golden State, yeah. you know, feud uh, or something going on. Because, I mean, he was just hired, you know, it's like a year or so ago. And they made like the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's not like he's a you know older coach like an Alvin Gentry or something. I mean, this is or his a first, George like, Carl type guy that you know just seems to always have bad relationships with people. Like he's not a, he's not even a guy like that. This no, is his first head coaching job. People love him. Media yeah. <laughs> loves him. Players love him. Like people around the league love him. He and it's not just about him being loved, but like he coached the team really well last year, really well in the playoffs. Like. It none of that. I mean, that was. I mean, just you saw it all over social media today. I was just. I mean, I texted Nick was the first person I texted. And as soon as it came across my phone, I literally said, "Holy crap!" Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's just like that was just really shocking, and it's really weird now because you don't see a a coach, a good coach, a good young coach, and a coach well respected, um, free up so quick. So now you got you know you got a handful of other teams across the league that's like weighing this. Should we fire our guy to get Fizz? Oh, and the, the Phoenix Suns. If they did not call him already, that is a mistake. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think Bucks, man, Bucks should fire a kid in a heartbeat and go for it. Um, they're <laughs> I think they're they're past the kid thing right now, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Suns. I mean, if the Clippers want to entertain with Doc, I mean, there's a different. You know, a lot of people are talking about assistant coaching jobs right now. If he'd go back to Miami and stuff, but no, nah, like that dude's gonna get a job pretty quick in the league. Come to if Dallas. He... Come to Dallas. <laughs> no, we got we got Melly. I know. We we'll, t- Me- we'll just add him. Just add him to the bench. Who cares? We got Melly on Twitter. <laughs> Gotta love it. So anyway, I had to bring that up because Chandler Parsons, former Maverick, obviously talking about playing 110 percent and all that, and it was just another reason to be glad that that era of Mavericks basketball is over. And also, the host of Locked On Grizzlies talked about this the day before it actually happened, and talked about how he 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 thought that maybe Fizdale could be fired, um, and Fizdale ended up obviously getting fired. So. Shout out to uh, Peter Edmondson. Yeah, shout out to Peter Edmondson. He uh, he basically called it. He didn't break the news necessarily, but he called this the day before he was on Locked On NBA and called this. So we're uh, we're movers and shakers here on the Locked On Network. Shout out to Peter. 
Shout out to Peter. He's doing good stuff over there. And uh, I would not want to be covering the Grizzlies right now. <laughs> it was funny because I was immediately Man. looking at, like, you know, Alexis Morgan. I was looking at Vernon. And I was like, I just want to see what they're saying. And, you know, oh, yeah. some of their tweets and stuff afterwards was uh, was really funny about it. And some of the direction, you know, some people immediately was like, okay, does this mean the Memphis is going to immediately go down the drain? Yeah. Um, what it looks like is, you know, they chose Gasol over him. And uh, they're just going to go with it from there. But they got Bickerstaff. Bickerstaff. Um, it's been an interim you know, like eight times. Yeah, he filled in for Houston. Didn't do too bad. I know the players like him. Chandler Parsons like best friends with him. So, Oh, there's a coup. Mm-hmm. Are you insinuating that there's a coup? Uh-oh, mutiny. All right, so enough about a t- another team in the division. The Dallas Mavericks played an actual basketball game last night or two nights, depending on when you're listening to this. On Sunday night, they played – no, I'm sorry, Monday night, they played against the San Antonio Spurs, who had Tony Parker back for the first time. Still no Kawhi Leonard. There's literally no timetable. The Kawhi Leonard injury and the Seth Curry injury are basically synonymous at this point. There's not really a timetable, and it shouldn't have taken this long, basically, to get to – Same get to player. Where, to get to where they haven't gotten yet. Yeah, same same ability from everywhere on the court. The Dallas Mavericks lost 108-115, to 115, but – no Rudy Gay either. No Rudy Gay for the Spurs. Uh, but, Isaac, we talked about this lineup yesterday, the lineup that I wrote about for Mavs Moneyball, and I was completely prepared for this lineup, the what I call the Savvy Six, to come out there and to completely just tank because I had written about them. It was going to be like the announcer's curse or the writer's curse, you know, where you write about it, yeah. you build up this whole thing, and then all of a sudden it just gets crashed down on you. But this lineup went out there, and they played 11 and a half minutes, which is the most of any five-man unit for the Mavericks tonight. And they were plus 15. <laughs> they were plus 15. The starting unit played ten, just about 11 minutes, and they were minus 16. There was no other five-man unit on the Mavericks that was higher than plus four. And there was a whole bunch that were negative tonight. So we got something here. They definitely gave it some run in the fourth um, like here's my only thing. We have something, but it's not something you're gonna roll out a ton. I mean, it's not something you can't sit here and tell me that it's the new lineup, death lineup. This lineup is it's better. The new, Isaac, a lineup Isaac, without Harrison Barnes it. and Isaac, Dennis Smith this, Jr. is better. Than, this <laughs> is the new death lineup. They shot fifty-seven percent from three, sixty-one percent from the floor. Uh, that's, they got that's, five steals. They That's make only thing this lineup is so good. Stats. This lineup is so those are not even advanced stats. Those are shooting percentages. This lineup <laughs> makes Dwight Powell a good NBA player. It is so good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Obviously, some some of that is in jest, but I think this is an excellent bench lineup that, that Carlisle has discovered. I think it is perfect in where it is. I think the end of the first, beginning of the second, end of the third, you know, beginning of the fourth. I think that is a perfect spot for it. That that's that holdover lineup between those two quarters because sometimes you lose some momentum going between those. I think it is just, I think it's great. And I was just really happy that it played really well. Uh, obviously I don't think this is a lineup that can contend with, you know, like the best of the best in the NBA, but it's just really cool that this lineup all of a sudden came out of nowhere and has played really, really well and maximizes the sum of its parts way more than it should. Yeah. And this is like, you kind of get a glimpse now of what, they could have been, you know, this is what they were planning for in training camp uh, with Seth because this yeah. three-guard lineup was supposed to be the second unit. 
Uh, then Seth obviously gets hurt, and it threw Yogi into the starting lineup, just kind of threw everything off and trying to figure out who's going to start Yogi, and it feels like we literally started everyone on the team trying to find somebody, and now Maxie's the guy that seems like to be working right now, and it allows that second unit to be intact with the three guards, with Dwight Powell. And so now you kind of wonder, when Seth comes back, um, will Maxie replace Dirk in that second unit? And do Maxie, Dwight, and the three guards? Um, will Maxie replace Dwight Powell in the second unit? Will Maxie just go back to being nothing? Um, yeah, you know what? What will Max? What will happen to Maxie uh, when Seth uh, come comes back or even you know makes his debut or anything? Yeah. What will happen what, to Nerlens Noel? No, I was just kidding. What will happen to Nerlens Noel? Wow, that boy, that man's sitting back right now, just chilling, <laughs> eating some shrimp. And just like I'm before just the game, I was watching, and it's basically like the league pass feed or whatever. It's it just shows like shoot around and warm ups. And Nerlens Noel was on the was on the right corner by the bench, and took the ball went <laughs> took the ball around his back and shot a three, just like that that Durant video from a while ago where Durant throws it around his back and then shoots the three. Yeah, and it just <laughs> it just looked so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's just out there, you know, kind of messing around at this point, but just do so, your thing, bro. So that lineup was successful. The rest of them from Mavericks were not super successful. Dennis Smith Jr. did have a, uh, what seemed like a good game. He shot pretty well. Uh, I have, I have a little qualms with some of the box score stuff. If you're going to tweet out his, you know, his, uh, counting stats, just know, just know for anybody that does this, and I do this myself, you know, I have the, the is Dennis playing, you know, thing where I tweet out his stats for every single quarter, you know, and stuff like that. But just know Dennis pads his stats a little bit in the fourth quarter. He goes out there and that guy is, that guy is slanging in the fourth quarter. He, anything that, you know, is remotely close to him, he's going to throw up. Hey, if Russell Westbrook can pad it for a whole season, Dennis can do it in the fourth, <laughs> right? So I'm totally, totally fine with it. I just wanted to point it out there that it does happen. Do do you think, Dennis? Uh, Tony Parker came back. Uh, he, Ugh, he looked, he so like, stupid that he looked really good. He looked like old uh, old Tony in the in the beginning. Uh, yeah, uh, but man, uh, big time game from Pau Gasol. That man, twenty five points, you know, six boards, four assists, a steal, and a nut check uh, from Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> nut check, and my boy Kyle Anderson. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to embrace him or not. I hate that he's so good. Ugh. He's so weird. I will say this. When I tweet this out, and I should have like put more with it for people to understand it. Dirk's on the floor. Dwight Powell's on the floor. Kyle Anderson's on the floor. Powell Gasol's on the floor. <laughs> Who is the logical person to put on Dirk Nowitzki? Because he's so slow and everything. You're going to put Powell Gasol. Nope. We're going to put Kyle Anderson on him because we think Pau Gasol is a better defender than Kyle Anderson. <laughs> that, no, that, that's not why they do that. Okay, if you're going to have somebody chase Dwight Powell and try to roll to the rim with him and try to keep him off the boards and his athletic you you just, know, ability, they, it looks they, like you put Kyle Anderson with him instead of Pau Gasol. But you play Powell there because he's because he's bigger and because you don't want Dwight. like He can contest Dwight's shots better, and Dwight's not going to take him off the dribble. He can roll past him, though. Yeah, but Powell can just back up. <laughs> he can just back up to the basket. I mean, I just, I think it was a more telling thing to Kyle Anderson. I just laughed about it. I think Kyle Anderson's a pretty good defender. Because a lot of times people might hide like or put their you know their slowest biggest guy on Dirk, um, and now they put Kyle. Anderson. I think it was a sign of respect. 
Oh my gosh, a sign of respect. I thought it was. Please. So, uh, anything else from this game? It was kind of one of those where you just you could see it coming the whole way. Just that the Mavericks are going to blow it in the fourth quarter. They're going to blow it in the fourth quarter. And it ended up being the third quarter that they blew it again. They uh, were down to – they. The third quarter, the Spurs beat them thirty-one to twenty-two, and it was they just basically never recovered from it. Yep, a little third quarter Mavs. Uh, can we get a free uh, free Dejounte Murray T-shirt uh, because he only played five minutes, and Tony Parker is going to come back and replace him? Please. I was wondering that the whole time. I was just looking, saying, "Where is Deontay Murray? Like, where is that guy?" And he did not really show up except for those five minutes. This also diminishes Antonius Cleveland's record because he was three and one when he played for the Mavericks. Now he's three and two. So he played like like eight seconds tonight. (laughs) Uh, I will say that the nets don't, don't, they're not a complete pushover. Uh, They did beat Memphis the other night. Uh, The nets are coming up on Wednesday and they're not, even though they're missing D'Angelo Russell. I mean, like I just said, they beat Memphis the other night. They're scrappy. That's when Pau Gasol got benched and all that stuff. Damari Carroll's actually like balling right now. That's a sentence I did not think I would hear in 2017. Spencer Din- Didwitty. Dinwitty, man. Killing it for him. Karis so, Levert, you love him. So we got, I do love Karis Levert. So then, that's what we got going on right now. The Mavericks are now 15 and 16. They lost. So everybody that is excited about the Mavericks losing, there you go. Five, five and 16. Oh, I'm sorry, what did people's I say? Hopes up. You said 15 and 16. <laughs> I just fast forwarded into like January. <laughs> I will say this. You predicted how many wins for the month? Four? I did. And I predicted three. Three. And right now they're at four, I'm pretty sure. With Brooklyn coming up on Wednesday. And then the Clippers on Saturday. Are you so sure the sta- about that? I'm pretty sure. I think they're at three. Oh. Never mind. I thought but the no, last... but that would be that would be better because then these next couple of games really matter for our our uh, win total bet. <laughs> I'm checking it right now. That's sad that we like we guessed so low on that and we're gonna be right about it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's very sad. It's... Um, it seems like there was something else I was gonna say about this game, but I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> That's sad too. They had okay, so they had the th- they had the three wins in the last week, and then they had another win November seventh against Washington. Wow, that seems like so long ago. That yeah. was twenty days ago. So they are at four so, wins right now. That means I won the board bet. That means I get to decide what you do. <laughs> There's <laughs> limits to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. That means I so can decide what you do. If you guys have payoff ideas, I'm gonna go check the Reddit you know, thread that I posted. We're going to go check those. I'm going to gather a whole bunch of them. And then Isaac's going to do something stupid on next week's locked on Mavericks or the first, the first of December, let's say we'll do that. Okay. Which I think is Friday. I'm ready for it. There we go. That's what we got on locked on Mavericks guys. Thank you so much for listening. Boom. Keep slanging. Forest forward.